everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. Can you believe that we have reached the end of January? This month has just flown by, but I hope it has been one that is productive and pleasant. Today, we are back in our series on the Daughters of Eve, and I wanted to talk about Mrs. Manoa. Mrs. who? Mrs. Manoa, the wife of Mr. Manoa, I know. While their name may not ring a bell, you will know their son, Samson. We don't know much about them, except they were of the tribe of Dan. We are never even given her name. Well, she did have a title. Listen to how her story begins in Judges 13, verse 1. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive, and bear a son. Barren. That seemed to be her title, and she was in good company. Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel all were barren, the wives of the patriarchs. But she had no hope that she would lose that title. It seemed to come with a lifetime warranty so that you can imagine her surprise when she saw an angel stand before her telling her that she could expect to have a son. Without even giving her time to react, the angel continues to rattle off some instructions to her in verses 4 and 5. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And just like that, he is gone. No hello or goodbyes, no additional explanations, nothing. I absolutely love her response to the message. She immediately finds her husband and in verses 6 and 7 says, Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me he his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Maybe it's just me, but I can almost see this scene unfold in my mind. Please note, I may ad-lib a little. Manoah is quietly doing his work when his wife arrives, breathless, and tells him between deep breaths, a man of God came, and his countenance, oh, it was like the countenance of an angel of God. Terrible, very terrible. But I didn't ask him where he came from or who he was, and he didn't bother to tell me, but... He told me that I was going to have a baby, a son, and he said I could not drink wine, nor strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing because the child would be a Nazarite to God from the womb to his death. Of course, we don't know how she said it to Manoah or exactly how he took the news. Maybe he asked his wife to tell it to him again or that she needed to take a break from working outdoors. But we do know, however, that he did believe her and in typical male fashion, he asked the Lord to send the angel or man of God as his wife called him again because he had questions. We read about this request in verse 8. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come unto us again and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. I have to say that his response is moving. I am sure that both he and his wife longed to have a child. Children were so important in their culture. They were their legacy and social security. Manoah did not treat this news lightly. He desired to learn how he should raise the child. He wanted to do it right, to be a good father, and possessed a heart that was teachable. In Proverbs 1 verses 5, we read, 
A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. And in Proverbs 9, 9, it says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. A trademark of a wise person is that they are teachable. They recognize that they don't have all the answers, that they have much to learn and are humble enough to ask questions and seek help. Like Manoah did, he understood that this child was meant to do something great, which is why he needed to know exactly what he and his wife should do. This is another great lesson for us as well as a reminder, nothing we have is ours alone. It is from the Lord. Every talent, every possession, and even every person in our life, they are all from the Lord. And if we want to be good stewards of what he has given to us, then we should ask him how to manage it all. The gifts we have been given should be used under the direction of the Lord. The possessions he has poured out on us should be used as he guides us. And above all, the people he entrusts to us, such as children, should be handled with the wisdom he gives. This can also apply to how we treat our parents, siblings, and friends. They are all a gift from the Lord and are the only possession we can take to heaven. Relationships matter to the Lord. Each person is made in the image of God, so we should look to him for guidance in how we interact with those that he has blessed us with. There is one last thing I want to mention about Manoah and his wife. They had waited a long time for a child, and God was giving them a desire of their heart. Their first response was to seek the Lord's wisdom. How many times have we spent years asking God for something but when we receive it, we do as we please with it instead of continuing to pray over it. Manoah treasured his gift from the Lord and wanted to do his best in raising this child. So he entreated the Lord to send the man of God to them again so that they could know what to do. I love verse 9. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. God honored his request. Remember that in James 1 verse 5, we are told, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Manoah asked and God responded by sending the angel back. Though I find it interesting that it was again to his wife, not to him directly, but she makes sure to quickly remedy that. Verses 10 through 14 say, and the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I have said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Manoah and his wife eagerly took in all that the angel had to say. She was going to be on a special diet all through her pregnancy. And while there is a specific reason for this, it did make me think that my actions have an impact on others. The choices I make rarely affect just me. And I should be more conscious of others when I make decisions. What should I say? Where I should go? Even the things that I recommend all can influence something for good or bad. Each of us have a realm of influence, whether we realize it or not. 
People both lost and saved are watching our actions and our reactions. Another reason to seek the Lord's wisdom daily, letting him influence our life so we can be ready to influence others for good. For Manoah, he had one final request of this messenger, and we read that in verses 15 through 17. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name, that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor? Though the angel agreed to the request, he did tell Manoah that he would not eat the food, nor did he want praise when asked what his name was so Manoah could honor him. I love how the angel kept the focus where it needed to be, on the Lord. It can be easy to get caught up in the desire to be honored, but we should seek to have the same attitude as the angel of the Lord. He understood that he was merely a messenger sent to do the bidding of the Lord. We are ambassadors for Christ, his messengers sent to do his work, to spread the gospel, to share his love, and to be a light to the world. We should never seek our own glory or praise our own accomplishments, if you will, because again, none of it is ours to begin with. God has blessed each of us with a specific gift that was intended to be used for his glory and his honor. May we always remember that and have an attitude of humility, careful to not yield ground to pride. Manoah and his wife prepared an offering, and the angel, though he doesn't reveal his name, reveals that he is a heavenly being. Verses 19 through 22 tell us this part of the story. So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord, and the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar, and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife, then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord, and Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. Am I the only one who gets a chuckle out of this passage? It must have been interesting to watch the look on Manoah's face as the realization sinks in. He has just seen an angel. This was not a regular man of God. This was an angel of the Lord, and he probably could have knocked him over with a feather. Well, he actually fell to the ground all the way on his own, but to be fair... This was something you don't see every day. One minute you are speaking with this person, then they suddenly merge with the flames and disappear into the sky. Most of us would probably have had the same reaction, absolute shock and a good bit of terror. I can almost hear Manoah cry out in a voice of absolute panic. We shall surely die because we have seen God. It's like he's saying we're doomed. But I absolutely adore his wife's response in verse 23. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would have not received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. Neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would, as at this time, have told us such things as these. You can just hear her voice. A calm sound of reason. She is so practical as if to say, Why would God go through so much trouble to tell us we would have a child, accept our burnt offering, give us the instructions, only to kill us. While Manoah seems almost unhinged, his sweet wife simply states the facts which make 
perfect sense. I also love how her words reflect an understanding heart of God's character. She believes what God has told her and knows that God is not double-minded. He wouldn't tell them they would be parents, at the same time kill them for seeing an angel. Her perspective of the situation was guided by her knowledge of God. Manoah panicked, but his wife remained calm. When we look at our circumstances through our eyes, we will become anxious and troubled. But when we remember who God is and that he's in control, everything changes. Listen to what Psalms 4 verse 8 says. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Why could the psalmist say he will lay down in peace and sleep? Because the Lord makes him to dwell in safety. He could rest because he knew who was in control, who was his shield and protector. We have the same assurances, the same promises. This is what happens when you know God more. When you dwell in his presence, you find rest. Manoah's wife is a beautiful example of how knowing God influences our perspective and gives us peace. When life gets crazy and our circumstances leave us feeling worried or fearful, may we take a moment to be still and shift our focus on the one who never leaves nor forsakes us. The one who promises to be by our side, holding us in his right hand. In the end, Manoah's wife would join a long list of women who traded their title of barren for another one, mother. Verse 24, And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. What a wonderful and exciting day that must have been for both of them. She who had longed to have a child, she who lived in the shadows of other mothers, now had her moment of fulfillment. Her arms were now full as she cradled her miracle, her gift from the Lord, a son called Samson. God had been preparing her for this moment. All those years of waiting, longing, hoping, they were not in vain. And God has not forgotten you. We have to trust in the Lord that he knows what is best for us. His timing is always perfect. He is never early and he is never late. I know that there are many of us out there who have a longing of our own to be married, to have children. Maybe you are even wishing for a spouse or grandchildren for your own child. Can I encourage you to trust the Lord in this? He who formed you, your children, knows your every need. And the best thing we can do is committed to prayer and leave it in his capable, loving hands. Never forget that he wants the best for you and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. May we choose to be a people that trust in his word, his timing, and above all, believe that he loves us more than anyone else. May we be like Manoah's wife and walk in the confidence of one who knows their God. And we can only do this if we spend time in his word. Take the time to quiet our souls and let him whisper his truths into our hearts. And with that thought, I want to wrap up today's episode. I hope you're having a wonderful day, my friends. If you have any prayer requests, please send them to learningisitstill at gmail.com. And until next time, let's choose to be women who are learning to sit still so that we can know our God. Mm-hmm.